Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shot clock down to three. Here's Carmelo Anthony. Got to put up a tough one. Dove so Oh, keep it going. Carmelo Anthony cannot miss right now. It's BetQL Daily with Ryan Horvath and Zach Price on the BetQL Audio Network. And what a beautiful thing to come back to here and Carmelo Anthony still getting buckets in the year 2021 was huge in the amazing you're listening to BetQL Daily Ryan Horvath Zach Price and for Joe O today along with Eli Hershkovich producing the show live on 1430 in Denver and KCBS HD3 in Los Angeles part of the BetQL audio network looking at these games we got 11 on tap tonight as we look at these spreads on points bet, download the points bet app now and use code BetQL Daily to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. When you bet with points bet, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards all at your fingertips. Download the app now to experience the premium sports book for yourself. Don't forget to sign up with code BetQL Daily to get $2 risk free, $2 uh, risk free bets up to $2,000. TNCs apply. Void where prohibited. You must be 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And don't forget PointsBet, also the exclusive sports betting partner of the Denver Nuggets. And they're outdoing the competition in Colorado right now. Minus 105 spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price. Any sports book. Why bet anywhere else when you can bet with PointsBet? All right, we got 11 games on tap tonight. Time to talk about all these. We're going to do it with my guy, Keith Smith. Covers the NBA, does a terrific job. Yahoo Sports, you can find him on Twitter. Keith, a long time no talk. I think it's been like two or three weeks. What's been going on, man? How you been? So we're going to be talking with Keith Smith coming up here. Again, 11 games to get to tonight. And uh, Keith, I know, is uh, really familiar with the Boston Celtics, who made me quite a bit of money last night. So as we effort to get Keith on here, uh, Zach, you know, we were talking a little bit about this slate. Uh, we're going to talk about these games with Keith. I'm also going to talk about the MVP conversation. Um, Now, I want to talk about that actually real quick. Now, we bring in Keith Smith. You can find his work. He's all over the place. Does a great job. Keith, I've been talking a lot about the MVP race. Everybody's going to go LeBron. Embiid has been awesome this year. He's nearly averaging 30 points per game. I think there's still some value with Steph Curry at 16-1, to and here's why. Let's say the Warriors get hot. They get the eighth seed. They get the seventh seed. Now, obviously, like, you look in the last two years, Giannis has won back-to-back MVPs. He's been on the best team. But still, man, that Warriors team, outside of Steph, like nobody could really score. Draymond doesn't score. If they get in, into the playoffs, and he's averaging 30 a game or something ridiculous, can you see Steph Curry winning the MVP, or is all the value just on LeBron right now? 
Yeah, I, I don't know if Steph's going to get there. I think at that point you start to really factor in team success. And we've seen guys put up big numbers. Russell Westbrook, for example, when he averaged a triple-double that year, he, he got there and his team wasn't all that great. But Steph would have to really be you know high mid to high 30s in points, I think, to get there. So I, th- I think you're probably more looking LeBron and Bede, uh, someone like that. Keith, you know, um, a guy like Donovan Mitchell long shot in the MVP, does he have a shot? Um, and uh, do you think the fact that Curry already has two MVPs uh, you know, really hurts him? Yeah, the, the former MVP thing is interesting because we do tend to see sometimes uh, folks look at it and say, well, you know, he's already won one. If there's somebody else, well, let's get that guy one. That, that kind of conversely could work in LeBron's favor where it's been, well, he hasn't won an MVP in a while and he's been close and uh, a couple of years where maybe he should have been. And so let's make sure in what may be the last time, who, who knows, there might be three or four more times to vote for him. That's how good he's been. Uh, but, you know, let, let's get him one. So that could work. As far as Mitchell goes, yeah, I think he's deserving. I think the challenge with the Jazz is talk to a lot of different people around the league, uh, both uh, people work in the league and in the media and say, you know, who's uh, primarily uh, the reason for their success. And you'll get Mitchell, Gobert, people will mention Mike Conley. They'll talk about just their all-around depth. So I think that's something that holds him down a little bit. Hey, uh, Keith, last night, now tonight's the big slate, obviously. We got 11 games. I'm really excited for uh, Jazz Bucks. Uh, We heard that audio clip heading back from the break where Carmelo Anthony had a big night last night, nice win for the Portland Trailblazers. What was your biggest takeaway from last night's slate, like sitting back and watching those games? Yeah, I I think there there were a few that come to mind uh, from last evening. I think Boston kind of getting it together, putting together a really good performance. Uh, and a win over Toronto. I think the Heat, uh, they're starting to come on now. They've won four in a row. They're they're really looking like they're figuring it out after a rough start. And then I think Golden State getting a win that, quite frankly, was closer than it probably should have been. Uh, that's it, While it looks good that they won, that is worrisome because Orlando was down to only eight players and didn't have a single point guard left uh, after the first four minutes of the game. And then Portland beating Philly again. Portland's hanging in there. They're there in fifth. In the West, they're finally start to, started to push a little bit above uh, 500, where they had been kind of uh, hovering around that you know game or two above mark. So now they're four games over. That that's big for them. And in Philadelphia, that's it's it's not a tough loss necessarily because they're still in first place. But the Bucks are creeping up on them. So a lot of things I think on a short night with only five games, but a lot of things uh, good stuff that we can take away from those five. Keith, this is Zach again. Uh, Boston Celtics uh, kind of looking mediocre out of the gates. However, Peyton Pritchard's a bright spot there while Kemba Kemba Walker's kind of been slowing down. Does it look like they're grooming Pritchard to maybe take his place or are they going to try to work it all together this year? Hey, he won't take Kemba Walker's place this season, probably not even next season, but I think that's a, an idea where they could be kind of like ships passing in the night as Walker ages out and they either move on from him or he transitions into uh, more of a six-man scoring kind of role. I think the hope would be maybe Pritchard can step in and be that more classic type of point guard where he, he's a very good shooter, but he's also pretty good at breaking down a defense, knows how to run the offense, so I think he he's somebody that they are very high on 
one, but it's probably at least a couple years away before he's ready for any kind of full-time starting spot. We're talking NBA basketball right near now, right now here on BetQL Daily with Keith Smith. Find him on Twitter, Keith Smith NBA, Real GM. Keith, I'm glad that we're talking Boston Celtics because there's been some rumors. Um, really, there's been rumors for the last four years that maybe they make a deal at the deadline. I have no idea what this deadline is going to look like this year, the trade deadline, because this is unlike any season that we've seen in NBA history. Are you hearing anything about guys maybe getting dealt, maybe getting moved, whether it be in Boston or some of these other contenders? What do you think the trade deadline is going to look like this season? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, the challenge is there's a couple things going on right now. One is our brains are wired to think about the trade deadline now because it's starting to creep up on mid-February. The trade deadline is usually mid to late February. But we're doing this weird season. We're still six weeks from the trade deadline. The other thing that goes into that with the amount of time that's left is there are way more buyers than there are sellers right now. There's only a handful of teams that are even kind of close to out of the running because of the advent of the play-in game because you only need to get to 10 now and get to the play-in. There are teams that are going to convince themselves, hey, we have a shot at this, let's hang in there. Some of those teams are teams like Sacramento, Cleveland, New York, Chicago, that they haven't had any kind of team success in a while. So they're going to want to hang in that race as long as they can. So I've been kind of telling everybody, check back in in about three more weeks and we'll have a better idea then of who's fallen out and who's going to make those trades. Cause right now there's just not a lot of guys on the market. There's a handful of guys, JaVale McGee, Andre Drummond that, that are out there that could be gettable. The thunder have made it known around the league. They're open to moving some of their veterans, but for the most part, it's going to take a little while for the trade de- deadline or the trade market to get cooked up because we're still pretty far out from the deadline. Well, that said, Keith, is there any team out there right now, is there anybody in the world who could beat the L.A. Lakers in seven games? Yeah, I think so. I think the Clippers could beat them. I think the Jazz could beat them. I think the Bucks could beat them. Uh, Philly or Boston, if they can really figure it out and prove it, I think they've got a chance. I think the Lakers should be the favorites. They, they, they've shown me no reason to believe that they're not going to be there at the end. But they're not the Warriors from a few years ago where they kind of feel inevitable and everything has to go right for you to beat them. They, they, they're not at that level. They have holes. They have problems. So it would not surprise me at all if they ended up getting beat. It wouldn't even surprise me if they didn't make it back to the finals. They, again, should be the favorites, but they're, they're far from being an unbeatable force. We're talking with Keith Smith here on BetQL Daily. Ryan Horvath here with Zach Price. And I'm glad that you guys, well, you're talking about the Lakers. And then you brought up the Utah Jazz, Keith. And right now they're the best team in the league, both offensively and defensively. They're really tough. I love what they've done surrounding Rudy Gobert with guys that can knock down jumpers. Mike Conley's playing some of his best basketball. Donovan Mitchell, after a little bit of a slow start, heating up. I really like the Jazz. Big matchup for them tonight because they take on the Bucks. And for the first time all season long, Keith, the Bucks are underdogs, three-point underdogs, two-and-a-half-point underdogs going into this game. 
which I think says a lot about the Bucs and some of their struggles. Uh, they're scoring a lot, but defensively, I think they've taken a step back. Meanwhile, Utah, they look like the team to beat right now, but come playoff time, are they going to be good enough uh, to beat a team like the Lakers or the Clippers? What are your thoughts on this matchup tonight and these two teams who almost feels, I'm not going to say they're going in different directions, but the Bucs have been the best regular season in the last two years. Now the Jazz are kind of looking like that team. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think the Jazz have kind of taken that step that Milwaukee had taken over those last couple of years where it is, you know, hey, let's push really hard. Let's pile up these regular season wins. They're one of the handful of teams that has fans in their building. And even when they don't, people forget that it's also an altitude situation. So they have a real home court advantage. So I think for them, they're a team that, you know, can really push hard to to be the number one seed, whereas the Lakers and Clippers, I think, are slow playing it a little bit more. And the Jazz, I, I've been saying this this week, and a lot of people are talking about them. There's no team in the league who knows who they are more than the Utah Jazz. Uh, Quinn Snyder knows who his nine rotation guys are. He sticks to a pretty strict rotation when they're all healthy. They almost go in and out at all, always these right around the exact same times uh, as the rotation goes. They have the, they, they run that spread pick and roll game better than anybody in the league right now. Gobert is a force on both ends on the interior and all their shooters are stepping up and they're, their, their guys are shooting great, but if you look at it, nobody is shooting 10 percentage points better than their career at Mark. It, they're, they're all shooting you know, well, and it seems like it's pretty sustainable. As for Milwaukee, they're playing, playing okay. I think they have realized uh, maybe Utah will learn this lesson. Winning a whole bunch of regular season games doesn't do a lot for you. It's all more it's more important to be healthy and ready to go when you get to the playoff time. And I think the Bucks are okay. I think less is more for them. They're not playing eleven or twelve guys a night and overwhelming teams with their depth, but that should mean that they're they're better players or better positioned to play 35, 40 minutes a night in the playoffs versus last year where they couldn't push them much past 30 to 35 minutes. That that was a big part of why they lost to the Miami Heat. So this is going to be a fun one tonight. I'm very curious to see what Giannis can get done uh, with his driving game against Gobert. Keith, going from uh, 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 good teams in a fun one to bad teams in a fun one, real quick, Timberwolves and Hornets tonight. Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. What do you think about these two exciting rookies? Yeah, um, you know, it, 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 it's interesting. This was a draft class that was built as being a bad one, and, and it, it, it doesn't have true superstars in it. There's guys who, you know, maybe will make some all-star teams, but there's nobody that you can look at and say, that guy is a true, you know, four uh, decade long superstar, but it's got good depth throughout. And those guys are playing pretty well. Anthony Edwards, he's been a little rough. He's been inefficient, but I think we knew that was probably going to be the case for him in his first year where LaMelo ball is playing really good uh, basketball. I love his defensive effort. He's mm -hmm. so slight that he gets kind of shoved around, which is not uncommon for your know, rookie, especially one that's only 19. And that will get figured out as his body improves. But, but I liked his effort on that end. And then his passing has been everything we thought it would be And his yep. jump shots. Pretty good. But once that jumper gets consistent, he's going to be really hard to handle.